Hey, oh, welcome to the Just Joking Podcast. I am one half of the podcast, King. And I'm Joe. And we are here live and in full effect on this Wednesday, March the 30th. The first quarter of the year <clears throat> is over with, Joe. To me, it has gone by really, really fast. And these last Thank couple of days, man, we've had some stuff hit the news that has gotten a lot of people talking. And we're going to talk about some of the stuff as yeah. well. But before we get into that, buddy check, man, how you doing? I'm doing all right, man. <clears throat> Had a productive day at work. Lots of lots of interchanging of ideas, which I really dig. Um <clears throat> It's always nice when the people around you want to do new things or try new stuff. It's refreshing to hear and to see the acceptance of new ideas. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing to say you want new ideas and then they hear it and then they're like, good idea. And then they move on. (laughs) It's another thing when you see it like taking, taking root and the potential for like, when you hear your boss say, I like it, go with it. I'm like, let's go. You know what I mean? Nice. So it, it's nice. We had, a, we had a, it was a pretty good day. I like it. All right. Good deal. Good deal. Um, man, for me, it's been a very interesting last couple of days, but all interesting in a good way. And I also had a revelation and I like to share it with the people. I am in a full agreement. In this life-changing philosophy, mm-hmm. if you will, remove all all anchors. And when I say all anchors, I'm talking about financial anchors. I'm talking about relationship anchors. And I'm talking about, I'll even say this, spiritual anchors. Because look, mm-hmm. King is of the person that I respect all religions. Don't get me wrong. I am not a religious person myself. I grew up in the South, Southern Baptist. Uh, I can quote Bible scriptures and all of that stuff. But as I got older, I started to question a lot of different things about religion and the Bible. And and as somebody that has traveled all over the world too, and you hear different cultures speak about their religion, King's personal opinion is, is I don't think any of it makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. So I just go with the fact that, hey, look, if what you have for you religion wise uh, grounds you and keeps you rooted in a good place, then okay, cool. But I also think that there are some things about religion that is an anchor weighing on people Mm. and that if people were to maybe consider dropping whatever it is about their spirituality or why they believe in it or, you know, are having issues, then they'll notice that life can change for them. So I said all of that to say, as I've adopted this KISS method of just living, keep it simple, stupid, bruh, everything in my life has really started to improve and improve dramatically. And a lot of the stresses that I have are external stressors on things that like I'll get upset about when I hear about a teenager punching another kid at a track event or somebody shooting at somebody because they uh 
cut them off at a red light or you know something like that and then this other cut like that type of stuff upsets me and it has nothing to really do with me it's just me getting mad at other people but my own personal life it's been fantastic brother (laughs) welcome to my world (laughs) i've been cutting stressors out of my life since like 2007 you know what i mean i've just and that includes family like it's it sucks it's hard to hear and it's hard for people to understand but um it includes family it Mm -hmm. includes friends who aren't really friends like snakes in disguise you know what i mean um work stressors um i've changed jobs because it just wasn't worth it like the mission was good and i loved what i was doing but the people made it impossible to continue Mm. you know what i mean so i just i did i did like five years and i was like okay i did i i stood my ground i did my job i did it well and now it's time to move on um i've i I, and then you know we talked about this in previous episodes it's because of my bipolar disorder i have enough to deal with internally that i can't deal with all the outside noise it's just it's too much for me too while I deal with the other things I'm trying to deal and trying to manage because people are going to twist you and that's going to take us to what, what a little bit of a topic later today, people will twist you just because they can. And Mm -hmm. people want you to feel what they feel just because they're feeling it. And I just, I just don't have time. I don't have time. And that includes religion. I'm a, I'm actually a very spiritual person. And I think that's the most common term for people who believe in, religion-like philosophies without being beholden to these archaic rules and laws and stuff like that. Like you can be a good person using common sense. I don't need archaic stuff to tell me how to be a good person. Although I feel like those things were created to kind of guide people to be good people. But I think in 2022, Despite the stupidness of some people, <laughs> I think that we genu- generally understand what the right thing to do is. Mm-hmm. So I don't need all those shackles holding me back and holding me down. You know what I mean? And that isn't to say that what somebody believes is wrong. How you believe is how you believe. All you. Do you, boo-boo. But um, it's not for me and it's not for everyone. So, But yes – it is quite freeing to not be how I refer to it is without being um, obligated to anybody. Yes. yes. I'm obligated. I'm right now personally, I'm obligated to my family. I'm oblig kind of obligated to my work, but I can quit whenever I want to. You know what I mean? Like I do it because I enjoy it. Uh, but I don't have to, you know. Um, so that is very freeing. The it only is. obligation I really deal with is my family. And and I want to do that. You know what I mean? That's, there's love there. I understand where you're coming from with being anchored to a person. But the right person won't feel like an anchor. Yes. You know yes. I, mean? I I 100% agree <laughs> with that as well. We was just having a conversation yeah. the other day about um, uh, people – will bring this up to me all the time because they know my personality and they know how I am as a person, but they bring it up as a bit of a joke. And we've talked about this several times on our channel. King, 
are you getting married again? <laughs> and I'm just like, why? <laughs> it's not for everyone, man. It's not, you don't see, that's a lie that society sold you. You know what I mean? You don't have to be married to be happy. Exactly. You can be with someone and be happy. When I met, when I met my wife, I wasn't going to marry her. Not, I mean, I probably would have eventually because the only way we could have stayed together, even financially, was if we got married. Like there was just no way we could have made that happen otherwise. And neither one of us wanted to split up. So we were forced by circumstance to get married, but we still did it on our terms. But it would have been completely fathomable that I would have stayed with her for 20 years and never married her. Mm -hmm. But in our culture, it's not, it's not a thing that you have to do. It's a societal thing that America sells you. Like you have to be married. There's even laws that like protect you, but really what they want you to do is, you know, buy in, settle down, start spending all your money and shit that you don't need. You know, I tell you what, man, I was catching up with a really good friend who it was kind of funny as me and her were talking, we kind of realized that we don't really chat or really kind of check in on each other, but we do follow each other on social media. So it was, oh, I dropped my headphones. It was her that asked me. Uh, and and uh, she's never been married. She's the same age as me. And I put the question on her because she wants to get married. Mm. Now, she doesn't know the way that I think and talk now. Because I believe if she did, she wouldn't have asked me, well, you know, so when do you get married again? Because <laughs> I, I flat out looked at her and was like, never. No. <laughs> no. And then she was like, well, uh, how do you, you know, and, oh, she said, well, you know, but let me not do the voice like that. Yeah, don't do like, that. <laughs> she was like, well, with the right person, they can elevate. I was like, I can elevate my damn self. She was like, well... What about sex? I said, uh, I'll just go right down to the junior college and ask who needs their tuition paid. Ah, that's awful. <laughs> that's awful. Hold on. We do not condone that on this channel. Hold on a second, because I got to swap audio here to make sure that my soundboard works. So let me try this again. There we go. I said what I said. <laughs> I mean, sex is transactional anyway, the way I see it. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> so, hey, look, uh, people are going to feel a way that they can feel about that. I'm partially joking, but I am also dead serious. Yeah. Uh, I don't place value on it as a need like that for me my my peace and my freedom is paramount and i see people being a hindrance on that if i were to quote unquote lock it down with somebody so i'm just like yeah i don't there is no benefit that i would gain out of it at all i i think people, people don't understand, understand the value of peace like yeah. I mean, and, and a lot of people, anybody who listens to us who's younger than us is probably like, oh, they're fucking old. They don't know what they're talking about. But it's something as we were young, we didn't understand we needed. 
Because when we were young, we were chaos. We were just all over the place, doing whatever we want, trying to find our way in the world. And I and I feel like I know young people are probably dealing with that now still. Like it's a young problem. It's it's a young struggle. Like it's the thing that you deal with as a young person. Life mm-hmm. is chaos and you're trying to make sense of all of it. And so sometimes hearing people talk about peace, you're like, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. But what you don't realize is that eventually you too will find either find that peace or your journey will be to find that peace. And that peace is going to be so important to how you live your life that it will completely control your decisions. And, and that's not a bad thing. Like, obviously you should strive for peace in your life. Um, War is, is, is life is war. Honestly, life, life is war, but at some point you have to pack it in and be like, all right, now I need peace. Now I need to find my center and live a quiet life. Not a, you don't make waves. You don't do great things. Life, a quiet life internally, like take, take all that anger and frustration and anxiety and, and silence it somehow. You know what I mean? And the value of that, when you can wake up in the morning and not be like, fuck, and just think of all the evil and all the hate and all the anger and all the stressors, when you can wake up and just feel like I'm alive, I think that's, I think that's when you start to realize that life isn't what you thought it was. Yes, sir. And so that value is so important because... Let me tell you, if I had to live my life the way I feel like my father lived his, I don't know that I could make it as long as he did. And he didn't make it that long, unfortunately. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think I think when we talk about peace in life, yeah, it's important, man. It's a big deal. All right. Uh, I got one quick question for you, man. What do you think is one of the most interesting animals out there alive right now i've got my answer and i'll tell you why the platypus holy sh- <laughs> hold on hold on wow we literally have the same animal nice why do you pick the platypus though it's just a weird animal. It's just a fascinating <laughs> animal. It's a mammal with a duck bill, and it's got like this the little claws, and it's aquatic, and it's it's fascinating. <laughs> it's a fascinating animal. So that was my fun fact for the day. What animals make up the platypus, or just the structure of yeah, the platypus? Yeah, yeah. So the platypus is an animal with a bill like a duck a tail like a beaver, and feet like an otter. It literally sounds like something that a mad scientist would make. <laughs> Add to the list the ability to lay lizard-like eggs and shoot poison out of your foot, and you have one of the most unique creatures indeed. That's funny. That's such a funny thing, dude. A platypus. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. man. So I can tell already what's going to get clipped for our TikTok, (laughs) which 
Speaking of which, the Just Joking Podcast is streamed on all major podcast platforms. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and any other major podcasting platforms. We are streaming live right now on YouTube and Facebook at Just Joking Podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that like button. Help us out on the algorithm. If you have any questions, shoot us an email. I never know what the email address is, but if you go to our YouTube page, it is there. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Oh, wow. That's funny. That is hilarious that we both landed on the platypus at the same time. All right. Before we get into our main story, I want to share one thing, and I would like to get your opinion on this. Have you ever traveled down to Cancun before, ever? No, never Cancun. Okay. Yeah, never Cancun. So when you think of Cancun, what do you think about as far as the country in general? Uh, good or bad? Uh, the country in general, because um, Cancun's in Mexico, right? Like mm-hmm. I didn't feel geography that hard. Um, <laughs> Mexico seems like the kind of place I'd like to visit. Um, but at the same time, the part of me that understands, like, I don't want to call it a third world country, but honestly, there's parts of it that feel like a third world country. And I know from experience that those aren't the healthiest places to live. Mm. So, so, I mean, while I can see a bunch of college-age white kids going nuts in Cancun, I can't see me going to Cancun. Mm, okay. So, I've never been to Cancun. It is on a list of places that I do want to go to. But there was something that came out in a video, and I'm going to play it on the screen here, that happened that made a lot of people panic. But when I reveal what actually went down, you are going to laugh your ass off. So in this video, and I'm going to share system audio, make sure that people can see it. All right. And then I'm going to play the audio. Get it out. 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 If y'all saw me laugh on screen, I laugh for a couple of different reasons. But what you observed there, Joe, was an airport in Cancun 
And the tag of that video said cartel at Cancun airport. Yeah. People thought that shots were starting to ring out and everybody started running. And I don't know if you've outside of the military ever been into a situation where people start running, but I'm going to tell you this. I don't know if it's a race thing because people often joke about this. You start seeing people run, you take off too. (laughs) You don't look around and ask questions like what's going on or get your phone out and start recording in that moment. You get the hell out of Dodge. And then when you feel as though you're safe, you look to somebody and you say, hey, bro, what's going on? The first time that that happened to me was at a concert when I was with my uh, homeboy, Brandon, and we went to Birmingham, Alabama. They had this big, huge concert. Mm. A lot of famous people uh, you know, came down to perform at this concert. Something broke out. A fight, shot, something. People start running. Me and Brandon looked at each other, and we hauled ass in the direction that people were running away from. All right? When we felt safe, we both, after we caught our breath, was like, hey, man, what happened? The <laughs> other dude looked us dead in our face and said, I don't know. Other people started running, so we took off, too. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that it's a racial thing, man, but when I was a kid, I was taught curiosity killed the cat. Curiosity and, killed the cat. Yes, sir. I so, remember specifically one time we were I was looking at a car. Mm-hmm. We had just seen Batman in the movies. So, I mean, I'm dating myself. And I saw <laughs> on the other side of the car these two points that look like Batman's points on his hat. And I wanted to go look at it. My mom was like, don't you fucking go next to that car. You don't know what that is. You get away from there. And we we went away. We didn't we didn't bother to look. No. That's, I, it might be a racial thing, but I don't think it is. I, I think it just depends on where you grew up. So. Yep. So. So in- what happened? What was this? Uh, so in Cancun, turns out a sign fell, mm. and apparently where wherever that sign fell, and the echo of the acoustics of where they were at caused it to make it make it sound like it was gunfire because of the echoes and multiple other stuff falling. So people thought that the cartel was coming into a Cancun airport, which is like the the, the major airport mm-hmm. there in Cancun, and was. Uh, starting to shoot stuff. So here you have a, I'm a caller Kaylee. I don't know what her name is. All right. But a Kaylee person, you know, has her phone and she's filming as she's trying to figure out what's going on. You see those other people like get down. The part that made me laugh, the part that made me laugh was when she said, put your mask on. <laughs> she had her priorities straight. Dude. She had she had her priority straight, dude. Straight I'm like, up. what do you what is putting your mask on gonna do if you think somebody's shooting? Like, cause uh, uh, initially the person that said that she had her mask off, mm-hmm. and then and then you saw the other people that was there that had their own. So I'm, certain countries, I'm guessing in airports or whatnot, they still have a mask requirement. Okay, fine. But why is it that you think shot, shots is ringing out, and you put your mask up, and then you say? Put your mask on in the middle of chaos. (laughs) You never know. 
You never know. Man. You might die hey. by gunfire, but you know what you didn't die from? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and punches. And, and, and it's funny because I didn't realize how funny it was. That's my third time watching that video. The first mm. time watching it was earlier day, and I said, oh, I've got to play this. But I didn't realize how silly that was until live on air just now. That she just said, put your mask on in the middle <laughs> I, of her thinking that bullets are raining out. My fa- there was two things I loved about that the most. One was, I lost my cousin. I don't know where she is. Why'd you leave your cousin behind? <laughs> like, hold each other's hands straight up. Just grab each other's hands and pull each other like fucking like a chain. Don't leave people behind. See, I think that's that's a problem. Yeah. For like, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, me and Brandon, we looked at and we ran together. Together, <laughs> right? Like I could, and that's the thing is, it's not even like she was in a crowd of people. It was just her, like this. Oh my God, Becky, run! <laughs> and like I lost my cousin because <laughs> you're doing this instead of worrying about your cousin. You know what I mean? Uh huh. My, this is a generational thing. Because mm. I don't understand the concept of you freaking out. Oh, my God. There's gunshots. What are, <laughs> What do we do? You know what I mean? I don't, I don't understand that. Like, that's a generational thing. And I'm not saying they're wrong for it. But, I mean, when you think you're going to die, like, why is that a reflex? Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't get this it. is evidence that I was murdered, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it, but I mean, my thing is when you do that, you're distracted. Yes. And when shit like that is happening, distractions kill. Mm-hmm. There you and go. I mean, maybe that's us from the military, but I feel like I knew shit like that when I grew up in New York. And and I feel obviously not everybody grows up in a place where you have to worry about your mortal fucking well-being. But I feel like if you didn't teach your kid to be aware of their surroundings, that they don't leave their cousin in the middle of a firefight or something, you failed them. But mm-hmm. not everybody comes from where we come from. Maybe it's a bad take, but... It's just funny. I just, I just can't imagine doing living life like this all the time. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what was the other point? You said that you noticed two um, things. The first one was her losing her cousin. Okay. The second, okay. The second one was the phone thing. It like, was the phone. Got you. Like, if you're all that right. scared, dude, be scared and take care of yourself. Mm-hmm, exactly. I think like the when you got fight or flight. And yeah. flight is and flight is kicking in for me. I want mm-hmm. all of my faculties, you know, thinking about where am I going to go? What do I have to do? If I have to defend myself right now, what do I have? And what am I defending myself from? Is it yeah. one person with a gun? Is it one person with a rifle? Is it mm-hmm. more than one person with handguns? And know. Knives? Yeah, yeah. You know, and and, and just kind of thinking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Huh. And, 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 and and it's something that me and you uh, had talked about in the past, how when like we go out to eat, you know, we mm-hmm. have ourselves seated a certain way so that if something pops off, like I want to have the ability, if it's people that I care about, my initial thing is going to be observing what's going on and giving clear, get down, 
come with me. You know, it's very clear on something that needs to happen because of what I am observing going down over here. And you have yeah. to be quick about that. Yeah. Like, 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 there's no way I'm losing my cousin or I'm losing my homeboy or I'm losing my, my kids or my friend. Like, like, that's not going to happen. That is something's popping off in my mind and I have yeah. to communicate to you or whoever it is that's with me what needs to happen right now so that we can live. I, f I feel like that was not her favorite cousin. <laughs> right? <laughs> I got one more video before we get into the main one. And this is going to be a reaction video here. So let's bring this up on the screen. Pause it one second. All right. So I have to mute myself so that this doesn't come through. This is ridiculous. It's snow and fog mixed together and it made made the visibility down to zero. And we, oh, watch out, watch out. Oh god. Oh. My car is gone. I want to I need to get all my shit out of our car. But it's too dangerous. And this oh, fire. I need to get off the road! <laughs> this is crazy! My car! No! Look at that fire! Oh my god! This is crazy, man! What are we going to do about the charger? My charger! Oh my gosh! I don't know what that, that truck is on. Oh my god, those fires is crazy over there. I'm not, I'm not going over there. I'm going to check out the action over here. Woo! Oh! <laughs> she don't remember the car she was driving. Man, I uh, I think it's good. I'm gonna try to see if I can start saving people if they're hurt. So, oh my God, that fire! Oh man, I'm gonna go see if people if I can help someone. I, I gotta let you guys go. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, bro, Jesus. that was that was a fifty-plus car pileup. Oh, five times oh, no. at least, oh, yeah. and every time I said, fifty-car pileup in Central Pennsylvania." Fun fact: I w I wasn't near that per se, but I was out in Pennsylvania this past Saturday in that weather, filming a football game. Actually, mm. 
uh, uh, on a YouTube live stream where I was out in the elements in that. And let me tell you, anybody that chose to drive in that weather should reevaluate their decision-making skills. In that uh, 50 car pileup, several people lost their life, okay? That's just, several people lost their life. I can't imagine why you would be out driving in that kind of visibility. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't I mean, make sense to me. And as you saw, there was one uh, 18-wheeler, sh- bam! I was like, that's what I'm with. Oh, shit. So those 18-wheelers have no choice but to drive. Mm. You, you do get that, right? Like, I get where you're coming from with making the choices to be on the road, but you understand they have deadlines. Like, that they Amazon do. truck doesn't get from point A to point B, and Karen gets pissed. And they get 900 calls from 900 people who expected their packages within five minutes of ordering the item. So those truck drivers have no choice but to be on the road. I'm I, I have to Amazon, play devil's advocate Karen, and uh, company ABC can all kiss my ass. You if... say that, you say that, but not everybody has the ability to just say "fuck this job." You know what I mean? Like I, I'm totally the normal everyday people in those cars. It depends. Their bosses might have been like, "I fucking expect you at the office. I don't care how fucking snowy it is outside." And unless they can tell that boss to fuck off and I'm not coming in because it's dangerous, if they can't do that, they're going to work. That's the thing. There are mitigating factors or extenuating circumstances that that would put people on the road at that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I totally would be like, mm, "Sorry." Can't do it. You want to fire me? Fire me. I'm going to take you to court, especially after I see that news article of 50 car pileup on I-85. You know what I mean? Like that's a completely, completely like we're looking at this from a completely um, hindsight uh, scenario. You know what I mean? Like I don't think anybody could have foretold it would be zero visibility unless they absolutely said zero visibility. Those people were making reasonable decisions based off of the information they had at the time. Like right now, we have this after the fact. We see the 50-car pilot, but we're like, they made bad choices. But that's just not the case. That might not be the case. Like if if Pennsylvania News or meteorologists were like, we're going to have a little bit of snow. There might be some fog. Just drive safe. And that's all the people had to go off of. They're going to be on the road. You know what I mean? But no, if they told me zero visibility, I ain't driving. I ain't driving. No. Not, not even remotely. It was this is, that 50-car pileup is all I see in my head whenever they tell me the weather's gonna be bad. Yes. That's that's all I see in my head. It's like, oh no, I'm not ending up in that scenario. Yes. Now I did a weather check before I drove up to this uh this game to film. Like, and it's kind of funny because even though I, I did a weather check, I still wore shorts. Bro, it was so cold <laughs> and windy that day. I was mad at myself for telling <laughs> other people to prep for potential rain and bad weather. And it and ended up snowing and it did this hell thing. It was like four seasons 
in one day <laughs> in the mountains of Pennsylvania. Now, and it was pretty cool because they were playing this football game, and in and, and, and a 360 view, you saw nothing but mountains around. Like, they were kind of mm. in a, uh, a like valley. A valley. And, cool. I, and I had commented, and I said, yo, this is a dope-ass scene to be playing football in a valley surrounded by mountains. And, and, and you could see the clouds come in and the snow and the hail. And then it went from windy to not windy. And then it got sunny for a couple of minutes. And then the clouds came back out. And I was like, Mother Nature is crazy as hell right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but still, had I, had I had the time frame of when I needed to drive been to where that weather cell was coming through, I would have called the people that asked me to film and said, hey, I ain't going to be able to make it. That It's forecasted to be insane not doing it. But as it stood, the the the, the forecast came, or the forecasted cell that came through my area was forecasted well after I got there and gone. When you were leaving. Or before. Prior to me leaving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, prior, prior to leaving. So... See, and that makes sense. So, makes sense. so I told myself, if something like that changes, have a backup plan. Let me tell you what almost happened, and then we'll go to the main story. What almost happened, I drive a hybrid. I drive a Ford Fusion hybrid. I told myself to fill up in Frederick, Maryland before I left. Did I do that? No. <laughs> I, it, it, it was like... 60 miles to my destination and my fuel uh thing told me that my range was 80 what i didn't account for even though i'm driving hybrid hills hills will eat up your gas and 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 at one point i was almost uphill it got to where there was a stretch of 20 miles mm. with no gas station 20 okay so 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 i said okay uh, my uh, car tells me I got 28 miles until I'm on empty. I'll be good to go. <laughs> wrong. When you're going up a hill, it uses more gas. I- I'm watching my range go down and down and down. I get to where it says zero miles on my range, and I was 0.7 miles away from the gas station. In my mind, I said I might have to get out and push these last, you know, couple of bit to get to the gas station. Long story short, <laughs> right as I'm coming in, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> I was like, yo, I would never, ever, ever play that that close ever again, man. Nope. So public service announcement, zoom in on me. If you think you need gas, get gas because you <laughs> never know what's going to happen. I, if I would have gotten held back by cars on the road or some type of stoppage or anywhere, your boy definitely would have ran out of gas. All right. On to the main story. Joe, you watched the Oscars live. I don't have cable, so I did not. Matter of fact, I went to sleep early. And when I woke up, my text messages, my uh, Google News feed and everything was about Will Smith slapping Chris Rocket. And my initial thought before I read anything, just looking at the headlines was, oh, it was probably a skit. Okay. But then, like, as I'm kind of waking up, because that's 
part of my normal routine. I wake up, I go to the restroom, and as I'm washing my face and stuff, I'll play the news or listen to the news. And when I heard it, it's still, I'm just like, wait, no, the Oscars is is a prestigious event. There wouldn't be no skit of anybody. Not a skit like that. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 so after I kind of put that together in my mind, I said, oh, all right, well, well let me see what happened. So then I'm going online and before we get into this video that was my setup do you have anything to add before i play this clip now nah, let's watch it and then we'll go into it <laughs> all right mm. hardest job tonight javier Bardem and his wife are both nominated now, if she loses, he can't win! <laughs> he is praying that Will Smith wins. Like, please, Lord! Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one, okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yeah. It was a, a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. No! I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Okay. All right, so fair use. That was uh, a clip from The Guardian, and I want to acknowledge a comment because we have people watching live here. There was a comment by. Ooh, I don't know gonna, if that's. A, yeah, that's. I'm not going to say your name, man, but I will acknowledge your comment here. You said so, it. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. That last comment about lynching. Let's not let's not get into this comment. Got gotcha, you. Got gotcha. you. Let's okay. not get into this because. To say you would lynch Will if this was 1930s tells me exactly Ooh, I didn't who see you that. are right now. And we don't need to get into that. Hey, uh, I'll say this. I'm all about free speech. Mm -hmm. Discretion should be had um, depending on the platform and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So I showed your comment. I'm acknowledging that you have the right to say, you know, what you are. I don't agree with it. Yeah, but yeah. I yeah. we we appreciate you watching our live stream and thanks for checking us out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to go back and play one addition. Actually, you know what? B before I replay the video, okay, you saw it live. So, yeah. what was your yeah. initial reaction when you saw Will walk up on the stage and slap Chris Rock? And when it happened, because I haven't watched the whole thing. Can you answer too? Did they pause the show at all, or did they go yeah. to commercial, or did it just run through? So, as it happened, I thought it was a bit straight up. Thought it was a bit. 
they cut the audio right around the time that he slapped him because then he went back to his seat and he started yelling and he started cussing. So they bleeded out like 10 seconds or 15 seconds of audio. Um, he, and then, and then uh, like Chris played it off. He, he kept going. Um, and then, and then they kind of rolled with it and then eventually went to commercial and then went back to the show. So it doesn't look like they cut it. Like, I don't know if they went to commercial early or if they, if they let it play out. Yeah. Pause one second. Sure. Um, to the YouTuber, while I do say that we promote free speech, we don't promote hate speech. And racism. So if you continue to write hate speech, I will block you and we will continue our live stream. Okay? I'd say, honestly, after that many messages, block them. All right. You block. are now blocked. Yeah. There's so, a difference between free speech and there's a difference between being being racist you being know? racist and being hateful and we do not promote any type of hate speech or racist remarks on this nope. show if you have something critical and constructive to say absolutely bring it up so those of y'all that are going to be listening to this we had a commenter on youtube say some very disgusting things very racist and we have chosen to block him so yeah. let's not have that derail us joe please continue nope. so like i said chris to his like uh, he played that pretty well so i would i really there's a lot to unpack and i really want to get into this so i'm of two minds on this mm. two minds the first one is the most obvious one Will was wrong. Shouldn't have slapped that man. Let's be honest. The joke wasn't horrifying. And even even if it was, do you think for one second that's the worst thing Chris Rock has ever said? Nope. Not even close. Not even close. So is it is it was it an alopecia joke, which is not great? Or was it and hear me out, was it a joke about her cheating? You know what I mean? Well, so why would you say that? Because I feel like it was a multi-layered joke. GI Jane is obvious because Demi Moore at the time shaved her head and did GI Jane. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. shout, out to, shout out to Misty. Misty is somebody who I watch and and uh, uh support. I'm a huge fan of her uh, podcast, yeah. the DM Watts podcast. Thanks He's for tuning in, Misty. <laughs> He's just a straight up put up the arm but no so so and 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 i was telling somebody earlier today this is also not the worst thing that's ever happened to chris rock mm -hmm. he's got 30 years of stand-up you cannot tell me this is the worst thing that's ever happened to him so he played that really well and i'll give him credit for that and again the joke wasn't that bad but let's go back to it i think it was a multi-layered joke I think on the surface, it was very obvious, a joke about her hair being short and G.I. Jane and Demi Moore having the short hair. But uh, there's been some some theorizing that it's also a joke about the cheating. 
Why do you say that? Because Demi Moore left De- uh, Bruce Willis for Ashton Kutcher. Mm. And I want to say it was around that time. Like she had this, she had this renaissance where she completely changed from being a sex symbol to being kind of an action star kind of thing. And then like she left Will and went to, um, went to Ashton. And so I think that it was a multi-layer joke it was one of those jokes where on the surface it looks like it's an insult about alopecia. but I, And that's the thing is, did he even know about the alopecia? Because everybody's like, it's common knowledge. Like, it, It's not like she's the president of the United States. I don't know shit about her. I know she's been in lots of movies, and I love those movies. And I know because social media has brought me to her Red Table Talks where she's talked about the alopecia. So, mm-hmm. yes, I know. But that doesn't mean Chris Rock knows. Does Chris Rock give a shit about half the people he's joking about? You know what I mean? He's not a fucking doctor. So I don't think he knew or cared. More fair, I'd say he didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? He just he saw a shorn, a shorn head and said, ah, G.I. Jane. But also, Demi, you know entanglement and 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 i think uh i think honestly i think that's i think that's the kicker you know what i mean i think that's really what it's all about so this is where i'm of two minds the first one was will was wrong shouldn't perpetrate violence upon other people for simple words simple words on the other hand somebody who's lived a life with violence almost throughout. I recognize that violence also solves problems. Lots of people will say violence never solves problems. But anybody who's fought in a war will tell you that the any problem can be solved with the proper application of violence. And I'm not saying that he's right. I'm saying that where he comes from, where I come from, worse things have happened for less. Yes, I hear that part. However, I immediately hearken on the fact that Will Smith is not new in Hollywood. Yes, he's got 30 years plus of experience with hecklers, with insults with all of those things right mm-hmm. but what about if he just had fucking enough of it 30 years is a long time to put up with that shit true then that you also got to take then you also got to take into the fact that for the last two or three or four years i don't know how long it's fucking been since this entanglement shit he's been dealing with being emasculated People can complain about the the binary system and the men and women thing and the gender roles and all that shit. But in a relationship that has clearly defined roles, he's been emasculated in it. Like if he was in a relationship where the roles were different and the roles were defined differently, that's understandable. But in that, that relationship, the roles were defined specifically. And he was emasculated live and in living color for everybody to see and he was memed and ridiculed and talked shit about by loads of people and it's not like he can't hear it it's not like he's not seeing the memes 
you can't tell me people aren't knocking on his inbox and just, me, 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 me. You know what I mean? He sees all of those things. And he laughed initially. And again, That's he what laughed. I want to highlight. And it, so what... I, I wonder if it if was, it was really really him, him who wanted, who wanted him, to him to do something. Do something. That's what I wanted to highlight because yeah. <sighs> I have several things that I want to go to. But if we go back here and play just a short little five second clip, he laughed initially, and you can see Jada's response, I, Jada's oh, look, yeah, yeah. where she yeah, yeah. definitely rolled her eyes, and you could tell she was annoyed. Mm-hmm. And then Will likely turned over to her, saw her. And then Will gave a reaction, which I have more to say, but y'all. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? (laughs) (laughs) That little two to three second eye roll right there got Will to go from laughing to where he felt like he needed to get up and defend his wife's honor or whatever you want to call what he did because all right here's the thing (laughs) now so much has came out after the fact but watch this watch this right here had some definite hair regrets for sure specifically on covers what the hell Being a black woman and dealing with hair in Hollywood, especially in the era that I came up in, having your hair look as European as possible was always the thing. And that was really challenging, you know, because I liked my hair out wild and curly, but nobody wanted that. So I always had to do my hair in ways that didn't feel natural to me because I'm trying to play the game. So if I'm doing a cover, Everybody, no, we want your hair straight and flowy. And it's like, all right, cool, but that's not really like what my hair likes to do. (laughs) So I had to learn to get the courage to just go, nah, I'm not doing that. Which is why I feel the freedom today. I don't give two craps what people feel about this bald head of mine. Because guess what? I love it. I've had some depth. (laughs) But do you know? This was published on Jada's own page, mm-hmm. March the 22nd. Who knows when oh. it was recorded? Oh. But oh. this was a couple of days before the Oscar. All right? Yeah, more. Yeah, a week couple before. A couple of days before the mm. Oscars. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's like, well, did Will know that? Like, and okay, so. Well, I, see, that's the thing. So first off. He was there whenever she was going through the struggles of coming to terms with it. Like, mm-hmm. she's okay with it now. But he had to be with her. And not had to, but he was with her through the nights that she probably cried herself to sleep or or really. So, there's so much more that goes behind the scenes of these things. Like, there's only so much we actually get to see. And it's all a show. It's all a game anyways. So we don't get to see the pain behind the curtain. And that's well, where I think that that's why he responded that way. But I I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I think this was a moment of keeping it real gone wrong. I would have – I mean, there's a lot of things that we can say after the fact, all right? 
in the moment when things are th- going mm-hmm. through your head, you know, so fast, I have to say it's hard for me to tell how I would have reacted. Don't get me wrong. <sighs> it would have been dope. It would have been dope that when Will got up, if Jada would have also, Will, come and sit down. Mm. The fact that the the reason why to to me she's so wrong for him. I'm a huge Will Smith fan. Always have been. This moment right here has tainted my viewpoint on being a champion for him. And it's just mm. and it's just one moment. But yeah. I also believe that Jada's just that is whole she, Will is she the toxic person in this relationship. Yes, yes, yeah. Will Smith has a chance, and I think he still does, he has a chance to be on the Mount Rushmore of athletes. Like, when um, not, not athletes, actors, actors, I'm sorry. People think of folks like Denzel. Denzel has this instant respect mm. from everyone, and he's earned it. He's been in Hollywood for a long time. His quality and body of work has been excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent, okay? And you don't hear people joking about Denzel the way that they would p- potentially joke about like Will Smith or somebody else. But it, but th- th- they also have a different level of, you know, like, you know how people say, man, there's uh, levels uh, to this. Absolutely. All right. Uh, and there's a comment that I-, I like to acknowledge. It says, yes, Jada should have. Absolutely. Like, I, I- I'm telling this to somebody. If somebody made that joke to Felicia Rashad, mm. okay, who who is also a respected woman in Hollywood, and Felicia Rashad didn't like it, if her husband, because like I don't know if she's married, so let's just say her theoretical husband, yeah, were to get up, it is my opinion that Felicia Rashad would have intervened and stopped her husband from going up on stage. Mm. Who's to say if that would have happened? But it is my belief that she wouldn't have just sat there. She might have been annoyed in the moment, but it is my belief that a, a Felicia Rashad would not have just sat there. My question is, you know this is your night. Everything leading up to this night has led you to this night. You know what I mean? Like, this was Will's night. How, how could anybody push any button that would tarnish that you know what i mean like because let's because think about it what what the news was the very next day it wasn't will smith winning the oscar mm-hmm. it wasn't i saw that after the fact yeah like nobody gives a shit now you, nobody even cares you won the oscar what matters is you slapped the shit out of a grown man on live tv on live tv bro like i'm honestly Honestly, I wish Chris Rock would have pressed charges. Me too. Me too. And the only thing that sucks is I wouldn't want. I didn't want to see black violence on the Oscars. Now, without me even watching the Oscars, I knew that there were several firsts that were going to occur during mm-hmm. that Oscars. Uh, uh, Oscars in that um, apparently it was the first time that several black leads were featured in hosting and doing various parts of the Oscar show as well. And 
that made news and headlines and it was supposed to be a celebrated momentous thing. So I knew about that going into it. But like I said, which, which they I fucked up by the way. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, they fucked up. Uh, yes, I, I, I agree. Misty. She demonstrates narcissistic behaviors like fucking crazy. It's scary. It's scary. I mm -hmm. honestly feel like it was her. And mm. I hate to do that. I hate to do that because it feels like victim blaming. I hate to do that. And you don't ever want to be like the woman is the problem because 99% of the time the man is the problem. You know what I mean? It's almost always we're just dickheads or we're misogynists or – you know what I, I mean? I disagree with that. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> That's not to say that's the average human being American. You know what I mean? The gotcha. average person, the average couple are two healthy individuals who are okay. You know what I mean? The average American are two healthy individuals who hold each other up rather than hold each other back. You have to believe that because, I mean, otherwise, what the fuck are we doing? But when it comes to bad relationships, it's either the guy's a complete total asshole, misogynist prick. Or the woman is hypertoxic by making the man do things he shouldn't have to do. And I feel like that's her. And I think we saw that when she talked about the whole open relationship that's only open because she opened the door and he wasn't cool with it. He wouldn't have been sitting at that table weeping if he was cool with it. Nobody it was who's so cool. evident no, on his face, man. No, he's and cool with that yeah, not and, unless and, that's their relationship. But yes. then he would not be sitting at that table crying. As a yes. matter of fact, there would be no conversation to be had because they had an open relationship from the jump. Yep. And so, I've always been a huge proponent on not disrespecting your significant other in public, which I've seen occur you know, times between couples and, and, and it's, it's an always uneasy thing. And Hey, I'll raise my hand and say that it happened to me where you, 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 you kind of like, Hey, hold time out, you know, mm -mm, you know, but if you do what you should do, which if, and I'm not saying that this is man versus woman, I'm saying either way, if there is public disrespect between a couple it is my opinion. You check that right then and there because it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. But if it does, you have to check it right then and there, no matter how uncomfortable it gets. And then y'all should either, you know, go and talk in private or get it figured out. But Will got disrespected. He knew about the situation. Mm. Well before the public, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like the public did when we found out it was because of the whole red table talk thing. And now he's having to address it and talk about how he feels about it, you know, after the and he made a choice to do that. You know what but, I'm saying? But look, go back and watch that red table talk. Look at the power distribution in that uh, in that scene. He sobbing quiet a lot of the time her dry-eyed no emotion all about her mm -hmm. all about her like that's scary dude the power distribution in that would just it should feel 50 50 right 
It yep. should feel 50-50. Let's, in reality, a relationship is 50-50. Each person brings their own shit to the table, and you sift through it, and you make it work. That's that's a relationship. This was her telling everyone, this is what I want. It doesn't matter how he feels. And that's okay. There are things that we're allowed to feel like that. There are things that I should be allowed to love despite what my wife thinks. But I'm not going to do it at her expense. Correct. You know what I mean? I'm not going to do something at her expense because then she's going to be emotionally upset. Yes. Why would I want that for my wife, the person I love the most? You know what I mean? That's where I feel like she is or could be, could be. I don't want to be an asshole about this. She could be the toxic one in the situation. We're like, you're going to let him talk to me like that? You're just going to let him talk to me like that? Because she knew this was his night. This was his night, not hers, his night. You know what I mean? He could have very well have gone there by himself. I'm not saying he should have because if my I'm invited to the Oscars, I'm taking my wife with me. But my wife would have been like, yo, calm down. We'll 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 talk to him at the end of the show behind the scenes. Yes. You know what I mean? This this there's so much to unpack here. There's just so much beneath the surface. I'm gonna share a personal thing real quick mm. that that kind of ties with this. And this is talking about my own life. There's an incident that falls along with this, and it's hard for me to forget, but it it goes around what I perceived as public disrespect. And mm. y'all, the viewers, let me know if I'm wrong and off base on this. Okay. When I was married, my ex-wife and I had gone to go and visit one of her friends sister and their friends okay so when we all get there it's uh, about three or four other different couples mixed men and women okay and the guy started talking about gaming and things like that now i'm a gamer i play nba 2k which is basketball but it's not something that i play every day i played madden almost every day and other shooters but not 2k but it is my opinion that if you're a gamer you're a gamer so mm -hmm. me and the other guys you, you you know when people you know start kind of getting around it's like oh man i'll bush your head in that game yada yada so i started saying the same thing it's that friendly competition yeah. among the guys out the blue my ex-wife goes you don't be playing that game like that and i'm like what are you doing so i try to shoot her a look like you don't want to get yeah. out of the conversation you yeah. know what i'm saying like wait hold yeah. up like don't undercut me like that. So I, but instead of reading my look like, eh, like I shoot her to look and then I keep going. I didn't realize this at the time, but they saw that. Okay. And I still keep going with the, Hey, it don't matter. I'm a gamer. You know what I'm saying? Like I could have not played the game for six months and pick it up and I'll still bust your head. Like the, the friendly banter. And instead of her staying out of it, she comes back in again and undercuts me. And at that point, that's when I got mad, but I didn't check it. Mm. I didn't check mm. it. And instead, I just, I, because we were away from home and it was her friends and stuff. I'm just like, you know what? I, I could, and I should like, I go back and think about this. I should have checked it right then. And they're like, Hey, let's step outside. You know, because to me, that was public disrespect. When, when, when I analyze it now, after the fact, 
and I think about the way that that happened and how they then perceived me, it was bad on all parts. And I laugh about it now because I tell myself that is one instance of one thing that I will never, ever, 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 ever allow happen to me again. But that was an example of public disrespect between a couple that I think shows issues. Like when you disrespect your significant other in public, there's problems. That's just, that's my opinion on that. Um, But to go back to the Oscars and to Will, my further things that kind of frustrated me about the whole thing was Will Smith was allowed to go back to his seat. I don't know what happened between them cutting off audio and everything like that, but the fact that he was still allowed to sit there, that pissed me off because that's a different type of privilege that you're allowed to have because, Joe, you and I and any, anybody else that's watching this, we all know that we walk near the stage, we're getting straight Done. up and accepted, you Done. know? Yeah. Now, uh, uh, let's take into the account that it's Will and he's invited there and him and Chris have a relationship and stuff. Okay. And, and he gets to the point where he assaults it. By definition, that is assault. He assaulted mm-hmm. somebody on stage live and was still allowed to go back to his seat. That to me is like, I didn't agree with that. In my opinion, the Academy uh, should have enforced some type of code of, code of conduct thing that they have which i don't know if they have one okay but if they don't then they probably should to where you slap somebody on stage you deserve to be removed from the premise period Mm. and that did not happen will was allowed to stay he was allowed to receive his oscar and give his speech and i had tons of issues with that being the case because like i said we get to the stage or if it, or if, or if it's anybody else they're getting removed immediately and likely banned from the academy's future presentations or things like that mm-hmm. oh we, just got, uh, uh, we got somebody in the comments shout out to michael carasquillo he said it just came out that they asked him to leave and he how can you refuse oh mm. How 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 do they let you refuse <laughs> after you just put five five fingers on a man's face in the middle of, in front of everybody? I mean, it's not like it's not like it was like it happened back there. Nobody saw it. Everybody looked back afterwards. They heard a slap or something, and it's just a dude just picking up his teeth. Like it's not like it was a surprise. And then you, I don't care if he was up for the fucking. Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't care if he's up for the Medal of Honor. He couldn't slap the vice president in the face and still be allowed to stay in the building. <laughs> yeah, but this man was like, nah, I ain't leaving. Ask like, him yep. to leave. And <laughs> he's like, tell Chris to leave. <laughs> oh, man. Man, that is shenanigans, man. Am I even mad about that kind of privilege? I, I, you know what? That's right the, now, that's in the, the moment, kind of privilege we all aspire to. I think I don't know how how I feel about it. I want to acknowledge it, acknowledge Could it. You, but is, <sighs> did Will Smith nice. attain? Did Will Smith attain white privilege? 
Is he the first black man to attain white privilege? <laughs> we have another comment from a viewer. Here's my comment. If he's a smaller white comedian. If he smacked, if he smacked a white comedian. If he, a, if he, does he. If okay, he, if, if he, he smacked, smacked a white comedian, would comedian, he be allowed to stay? Would he be allowed what to stay? What if it was a woman? What if it was you a man? Yes, yes. We would Though those were questions that I was also going to bring up too. It's just it there's so so much there, man. So, so much there. So I and, and honestly, honestly, I do feel insulted that he was able to hit another black person and nobody did anything. Like because again, if it was a white comedian, his ass would be in cuffs. Like America is like that. You know what I mean? But because it was a black man slapping a black man, they just allowed him to stay. And I feel like, again, I feel like that's almost attaining white privilege. You bro, know what I mean? Like It is like you can see my notes, bro. Mm. I just looked over at my notes and I was going to bring up. We, we are we are on. We are synced we are today, synced my man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, yes. it's insane. It, 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 and God forbid it was a woman. Oh. Oh, this would be a very different headline the very next day. Which brings me to how the Oscars failed on multiple levels. Mm, talk about it. So this is how they opened the night. They opened the night with uh, Wanda Sykes, Regina. I can't remember her last name. She was in Scary Movie and she was in an bunch of shit man she's uh, fucking Hall? amazing yes and she is amazing i love her regina hall and um amy schumer amy schumer right so the three of them wanda sykes absolute legend love her to death all three of them are on stage and they open the night with can you believe they got three women to host the oscars and it was still cheaper than one man Come on. So, so wage equality joke. Wage equality joke, right? Okay. Okay, fine. Wage equality joke. Ha, 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 ha. Very fucking funny. Not, not poor taste, but not a great joke. Not a great way to open the show, but it, it, it makes a point, and they love making political points and stuff like that, and it's totally understandable. How do you open the show? with the joke about wage equality between men and women. And then halfway through the show, Regina Hall comes on stage and says, there were some faulty COVID tests. We're going to need to take, um, we're going to need to retake some of the COVID tests. And these are the names of the people who, who need to take, retake their tests. Uh, Sima Liu from Shang-Chi, um, um, Aquaman, um, two two other dudes. <laughs> I can't remember who. Uh, funny, funny skit, right? Okay. And then and then um, no 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 no. It was it was it was four people. And then Aquaman and uh, Jason Momoa and Josh Bolin come out to present, and she says, um, yeah, we're gonna have to search you too. And she starts frisking them. And like rubbing all up on them and telling everybody that she's going to have to retake their tests using her tongue. So you open the, the night with a joke about wage equality 
And then halfway through the night, you do a joke about a casting couch. And, yes. and, and physically, technically assaulting, physically assaulting men on the stage. Don't get me wrong. They're playing along with it. They're playing along with it. Ha, ha, oh, ha. Man. Very fucking funny. But it's such poor taste compared to how you started the night. Yes. Somebody, think mm. about think about it like this. Think about it like this. Some script writer was like, that's a fantastic joke. It's It screams women empowerment. But if it was a man doing that joke, holy fuck, they'd have burned the building down. Joe, wow. In all of the whole Chris Rock Austin thing, you lose while all you of were it. talking about it, I Googled it. I never heard about it, but that's yeah. bad. Yes. Ugh, that's, oh, I mean, a, it's cringe. Joke. Such oh. an ugly joke. Like, it's not funny no matter who was doing it. Oh, yeah. We totally had that conversation at work today. It's like, what if it was The Rock? Do you think Will would have got up? Will would never have gotten up if it was The Rock, dude. <laughs> Nobody would. But you know what, though? If somebody did and walked up to The Rock and slapped that man, if he lived... He would get red at dude. But I can just imagine the rocks just go, just choke hold, and you're dead. You just ah, just dead. You know what I mean? But I would go out on top. <laughs> like, but you know what though? Do you know what though? When the rock made a joke, I stood up though, didn't I? <laughs> but I guarantee you, had it been a bigger person, I don't think Will would have done it. Will did it because people think less of comedians. Will did it because people think less. I also think he had his breaking point of just everything. Yeah. Like I, I said, 30 years of dealing think, with this shit. I think what we saw, because I, it is my belief that he definitely has heard of the way that people are talking about him. Mm-hmm. since mm-hmm. the whole August Alcina entanglement thing as well and he has been emasculated by a lot of people and and I I would likely say that he's also been like around his friend groups like people might haha joke the way we joke to each other you but know what you I'm know saying? those dudes are clowning on him and he's just building up hate and anger and I'm sorry, but you can only be emasculated for so long. Mm-hmm. If you adhere to that heteronormative like way of thinking and living, yeah, like eventually you're just going to have enough of that shit. Anybody who, anybody who um, feels that, like anybody who goes through that eventually will, um, will eventually just have enough Mm -hmm. you can only put up with shit for so long i'm not saying he's right but part of me doesn't think he's that wrong and i don't like what kind of i don't like what this shows to america because there's lots of americans who are looking for excuses to write people off yes yes you know i don't like i don't like the look it gives i don't like the fact that this sets up this empowers people to assault comedians for making for doing their job Mm -hmm. 
don't this world would be a very poor place if not for comedians and i'm not saying like i'm not like oh i fucking love comedians but comedians bring a specific kind of art to the table that's required the society needs a mirror held up to its face every once in a while to remind it and to put it back in its place that's what comedians do comedians reflect you back at you in a way that's easy to consume because you're laughing Without it, we can get really ugly and really out of hand. You know what I mean? And I'm this is hmm. like the thing that made me kind of shake my head is is you have a lot of significant first when it comes to the Academy and the Oscars and things like that. And then my first thought was, and I'm just gonna say this publicly, this is why you don't invite black folks to things. That's how I felt. That's how I felt. Now, right. tell me some dickhead at the Oscars who didn't want black people there before isn't like, see? Yep, yeah, this look is what happened. See? see? Right this here. What and, happened. and it's sad, man. It's sad, especially when you consider the significance of everything else that led up to that. There's a question in the comments. It said, how many actors and even comedians have come on my show and said they now have to watch what they say because of council culture. Yeah. And I mean, so now and so now you've added physical violence to the equation. Mm-hmm. So so not only are they worried about cancel culture, they're worried about physically being assaulted because because somebody else did it. Related. Oh my god, this just happened. There was a comedian that made a joke to Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is sitting in the oh, front row of a seat. Fuck. And he bows up on Mike and is like, yo, Mike, let's fight right now, Mike. Let's fight. And when you're watching the video, you're kind of like, who in the right you do that? Yeah. would challenge Mike Tyson? And Mike's just sitting there. He's Laughing. calm. Yeah, He's calm, right? Of Mike but, knows. This, but then this comedian starts walking up to Mike and Mike's still sitting there. So the host comes up. And it's like, yo, like that's Mike Tyson, man. Like he's a select. Don't murder you. Like <laughs> don't bring that kind of energy to the show. Get through your jokes. That's. But then the host, while he's trying to get in between this, and this is all caught on camera. It's not a hoax or anything like that. The comedian starts getting angry, pulls out a gun and cocks it right there. Mike's still sitting down. <laughs> Jesus! While, while other people get up and and run, like you know, yeah. walk off, like yo, whoa, this dude's got a gun. So they eventually get the guy to leave. But before he does, the comedian calms down. Security's right there, like a- a- along with him, and he's like, "Yo, Mike, man, hey, I'm, a, you know, this is a joke, but you know, like, man, we can do this, but you know, hey, man, like, I, I respect you." He starts talking kind of crazy. Mike actually hugs the dude, okay, before yeah. he gets escorted out. Like that they man had some out. mental health issues, and then, that man had some mental health issues. Yep, Holy and then shit. And then the host says something else, and then he goes from being kind of like calm to where he then spazzes on the host as he's walking out. This just happened, but because of the whole Will Smith thing, nobody's talking about the fact that this dude tried to fight Mike Tyson. Pulled out a gun, and Mike's calm the entire time, and still hugs the dude after the fact. If that tells you that you don't want to mess with Mike Tyson, the fact that he can stay that kind of calm, that, that man was like, all of that. <laughs> Mike Tyson was like, that couldn't go stop me. 
<laughs> you messing with the wrong one on somebody that can be that calm and still hug you after the fact. Mm. Bro, it was mm. a it was a whole insane that's, exchange. That's I'm going insane. to post that video Please. on our just joking Facebook page. I thought it was insane. Oh, shit. But nobody's talking about that because mm. of the Will Smith. Will Smith slap. Mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> that shit, that story, far more compelling than the Will Smith story. Mm-hmm. Far more compelling. All right. So we got another comment, and then we are going to wrap up the show. Regarding the Will slap, you know what really grinds my gears? We're at the point in society where we all had to question wait, was this real? Mm-hmm. We're used to seeing these ridiculous mm-hmm. spectacles now. And that's Absolutely. another point too, man. There are Absolutely. people that are 100% convinced that it was all staged. And then mm-hmm. there's these people that slow mode frame by frame of Chris Rock embracing and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I see a hand coming at my face. I'm going to embrace. I mean, <laughs> it's not like, so first off, first off, first off, that's what I question too. It's like, why a slap? Why a slap? This man trained to play Ali in a movie. This man knows how to throw a punch. He's done action films for 30 years. You know what I mean? Like, why a slap? Like, oh, Will's known for slapping dudes, though. Oh, uh, really? Though? A couple of years ago, there was a prank comedian uh, type dude that tried to go viral. He asked Will questions at a, like a red carpet event or something, and then he tried to kiss Will Smith on mm. the mouth, and Will slapped his face as he walked off and was like, yo, he, he just tried to kiss me. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of made its rounds. This was less than eight or so years ago, man. It was fairly recent. He slapped a dude on a red carpet. Will's, mm. known, for, Will's known for slapping dudes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, so honestly, watching it live, I thought it was a bit. I thought mm-hmm. it was a bit. Like, if he'd have punched him and knocked him down, then I would have believed it was real. But, I mean, it looked it looked like a bit. Everybody was smiling and laughing until he sat back down and started yelling. That's mm. when everybody was like, oh, shit. This is this might not be real. And even then, they're what? like, this might be real. This might not be real. I don't know. You know, that's it's when, the chaos of today, you know? Yep. When you... Me and, or at least I think that you came with us, and Michael Carasquillo all went to New York Comic Con. Yes. I think that you, you were there, right? Yes. Okay. We went to the Walking Dead panel, and I'm not sure who was at that panel with me, but we were on the front row. Mm-hmm. And they had a microphone right next to me. There was one person to my right, and then the microphone, and people that were coming down to ask questions to the panel that was up on the stage. And this one guy comes down. And he starts saying something like, you must be a stupid mother effer or a dumb mother effer, yada, yada. And he's kind of escalating. And I start to roll up my sleeves like, oh, snap, something's about to go go down. down. (laughs) Turns out it was one of the actors Mm -hmm. and they were introducing him into the upcoming season. But they played this skit and this, you know, bit that if you didn't know, if you didn't know, you thought that this is an angry dude. And I'm sitting over here. He's right next to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where's security at? They're like, I start sliding <laughs> this way. <laughs> so I got to get up and run. <laughs> or, or run, fight or something. But it was a whole setup. Yeah. And afterwards, I was like laughing inside of my head. Like, man, I can't believe that my spider senses started tingling over something that was set up. I can completely see how... Because of their history, that's public. 
that you would have thought initially that that was a bit. But even then, <sighs> think about it like this: think about it like being this. the Oscars and think the Academy like and the prestige around it, man, it would 30, have been bad. Thirty years he's waited for an Oscar, or worked, worked, not waited, worked for an Oscar. Thirty years. This is the night everybody's talking about. Like it's going to be Will. This is his night. You can't tell me that I, you would agree to do anything to take any attention away from you winning that Oscar. That's my point. That's my point. Then, after you slap a man on live TV, you get up there and say, God is calling on you to do great things. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. His speech told me everything I needed to know. Mm -hmm. He, I think Will is in the middle of some kind of mental, like, I think he's pushed to a breaking point. Talking about he's being called on by God to do great things and he's overwhelmed by it. Lots of people would call that having a mental breakdown. You know what I mean? Lots of people with mental health disorders swear they're being talked to by God. And that's not to say that he's not talking to God, but I don't I don't think he's the Pope. Uh, last time I I don't think I saw him at Sunday Mass anytime recently. You know what I mean? Like, is he so religious that he can be called on by God to do great things by making movies? Don't get me wrong, King Richard was a fucking masterpiece. I still haven't seen it. I want it's a to good for sure. movie. It's I a good movie. Sure. It's a good movie. And the story is so important because Venus and Serena change the game before the game even allowed people like them to really get in there and do their thing. So, yes, King Richard is a good movie about a very important topic and about very important people. And he completely shoved all of that aside and it was all about him for for the rest of the night so that sucks sucks. yep so i think to wrap it up i'm going to ask you a question sure but i think that we know the answer so the question that we titled this episode afterwards was will justified in slapping chris rock your answer is no no that is that is my simple answer as well yeah okay To those of y'all that are watching or listening, put it down in the comments. Let us know, do you believe that Will Smith was justified in slapping Chris Rock? Why or why not? This has been the longest episode (laughs) of the Just Joking podcast. And there's other layers that we could have gotten it into as well. Yeah, there's so much to unpack. We do not have a word of the day. We're going to end our podcast on that thought, on the talking point of Will slapping Chris Rock. Like you have something to say. Like we would tell our children, violence really doesn't solve the problem. Like I said earlier, as a military person, we understand violence as is a necessary form of communication between wartime people, not normal everyday average people. Violence, violence perpetuates violence. His actions 
will lead to other people taking similar actions. And that's bad for everyone. Because there are people out there who are just doing their job, just living their lives. And yes, they might say something inappropriate, but you have to be the responsible person to say to yourself, I'm not going to be as bad or worse than them. If I don't like what they have to say, I need to aspire to be better rather than stooping down to their level. Sure, keeping it real feels good in the moment, but it's not going to feel great when you're getting escorted off the premises, put into cuffs and behind the in the back of a police car and driven down to the station. Just remember that not everybody has that privilege. I like it. I like it. And on that note, that's a fantastic way to end our show. Be sure to tune in when we come back in two more weeks with other Mm -hmm. topics and things on the Just Joking Podcast. Peace.